0: Hey, we're here at Epidemic Ales in Concord, California. We're going to talk about their American Light Lager that won a gold medal at JBF, that we have a more beer kit coming out. We're also going to talk about the state of the beer industry and taste some of the amazing beers they have on tap here. Cheers. All right, so I'm with Aaron and Sean. Uh, Aaron's the owner, Sean's the head brewer here at Epidemic. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your role here at Epidemic, your, your background, uh, you know, the history, uh, brewing, et cetera. Let's we'll start with you, Aaron.
1: So I'm one of the co-owners uh, of Epidemic Ales, and we've been here for since uh, 2015. So we started out, my partners and I started out as home brewers, so we did a lot of uh, more beer, like awesome. got all of our equipment from more beer. Uh, but we started out with, uh, my partner Holly actually had a Mr. Beer kit. Oh, so okay. that's how she started, that was the very, very beginning. Started out making a little Mr. Beer kit um and then we just kind of decided hey let's you know get some more equipment so we went to more beer got all of our equipment there we homebrewed for several years before deciding to open up this brewery so um so yeah we kind of like put our put our dreams together and open up this brewery and now we've got this amazing facility with our 10 barrel brew house and our tap room so I
0: think Pretty that's cool. a, a dream of, of a lot of home Yeah. Uh, starting a brewery. Initially, uh, were you guys doing, because I know Sean came on later, and we'll go into your, your story. Were you guys doing all the brewing yourselves? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we did everything ourselves, me and my partners, you know, the, the brew side, the cellaring, the tap room. You know, we kind of did everything ourselves for a while, so, and then... Luckily, we brought Sean in as well, our head brewer.
0: Perfect segue. Sean, <laughs> I, I met you when you were at EJ Fair. Uh, 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 Josh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, he was the head brewer, you were the assistant at the time, right? So yep. tell me a little bit about yourself, your history in brewing, home brewing, etc.
2: Fresh out of high school, uh, was working a security job, started wanting to transition out of that. Um, my mom pointed me to her family friends, uh, that started their own own homebrew supply store uh, out in Dublin. They actually took over HopTech to start teaching me about homebrewing and just like making beer in general and all like, and other fermentations and stuff like that. Fast forward a little bit, I meet their nephew, Josh, who then got me uh, later into EJ Fair. Um, And then I was there for about two and a half years. And I started, like, looking around, and that's when uh, Epidemic popped up, kind of, like, searching around, and uh, I knew them from HopTech. They uh, actually—I was pulling grain for Holly and
0: um, getting their pilot system up and running. Gotcha, okay. (laughs) So that's how you'd met um, them, okay. Yeah. All right, so that's a perfect transition. We're talking, you know, logger at world's end. So let's let's jump into this. Uh, Let's start with—so— you won a gold medal at JBF and a bunch of other ones. Um, you know, what was it like winning a gold medal and some of the other accolades that, that this beer has received? Just tell me a little bit about that. Um, unreal. <laughs> were, were you there for the gold medal? Did you get to go up on stage? And no. Shake yeah. It was during COVID. Oh, we, so that's I right, was it was yeah, okay, yeah, we
2: won during 2020. And so I was sitting in the back on my computer watching the award ceremony um, with Holly and and as soon as it popped up on the screen, we just immediately like sh- jumped up, shouted, cheersed <laughs> and like it. Yeah, it felt unreal, and still
0: to this day, it almost feels like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, was it prior to that it had already had won a um, won a medal? Yes. Right at the the um, Oregon. Yeah, the Big best comp- of craft beer. Yeah, cool. And then even since then, uh, more medals, right? Uh. N- Not for lager. Oh, okay.
2: I have won other medals on other beers. I thought it was
0: Lager's World, then my bad on that one. Yeah,
2: yeah. All good. Got the two golds of that year.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. You know, what, what More Beer was doing, right, or More Beer Pro, we have a pro division that sells ingredients and stuff like that. Uh, we We partnered with Viking Malt. You guys, Bear Bottle, a couple other uh, places won medals with Viking Malt. So we had the, what we call the legendary Viking, uh, you know, so you guys got a Viking helmet, some yeah. other fun stuff. <laughs> um, that was really cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about Viking Malt um, and, and, and why you're using that and the recipe and, and what you think it brings to it. It was
2: something new that I've always wanted to try. I heard a lot about it, like just like word through homebrew shops and um, people starting to use it. But right during when we were winning the first medal on lager, we were actually transitioning over to starting using Viking malt. It's a really clean, crisp profile. Um, I generally prefer like the base malt out of it. and certain specialties, I've noticed a distinct flavor mm-hmm. on it, like a nice, like kind of like bready, toasty character that I get, and I find that kind of across the board in all the beers that we
0: brew with it. It's Viking Pilsner specifically that you're using in in, in Lager World Z, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Pilsner. I agree. It's yeah, it's got uh, nice breadiness, but it's also like super clean. Really makes. I like to even use it in, in IPAs and things like that. The Viking Pilsner malt. Um, well, like a 50 50 split. So yeah, really enjoy that malt. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about Lager at World's End. We talked about the the medals that it won, but like, um, let's dr- jump into the concept. Um, you know, it's kind of cool name, Lager at World's End. Tell me where the the concept came up for this this beer.
1: Well, it's kind of a beer that if the world is ending why not just kick back and have a beer?
0: So it's like a Desert Island beer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or like Desert Island and everything else is you know, yeah, sinking yeah, everything around else is, you. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. You're just going to... So it's kind of like in the beginning, we were, were, we were trying to figure out our logo, and we were, trying to fi- we were thinking about like somebody just kicking back with a beer, which is kind of what our, our mascot up there is doing. It's like, you know, he's got his glasses on, he's just kind of like, well, you know, there's a... Who knows what's going on? The world's this, the ending. world's ending, yeah. and he's just... Zombie apocalypse. I'm just going to so. drink a beer. So this is kind of like our our beer that we want to drink if the world is ending.
0: Uh, So was that one you guys were brewing? uh, Was it one of your launch or like initial kind of offerings?
1: It was probably the first year that we started making a lager because we realized like we wanted kind of the whole spectrum of beers. So we've got, you know, we wanted a lager. We've got Amber. We've got, of course, IPAs. We've got stouts. Um, Now we're making sours, but we wanted to make sure that like we had beer out there that everybody wanted to drink. So, and we knew we wanted to do a lager and this one was was it. All right,
0: Sean, let's talk about brewing the beer and the mm-hmm. recipe in general. Um, so it's American light lager, um, there's corn in there. Yep. So what are some tips? We've got the homebrew kit, um, you know, that, that has the recipe for it, but any tips that you have for homebrewers to make the beer, um, you know, working with, with corn and things like that, you know, mash, mash temp, any, any recommendations?
2: Going forward, like making a lager, it, you have to always remember it's a very very unforgiving neutral base, like any flaw or hop character or anything you want in there will shine through. Um, so when using something like an adjunct, like Korn, um, it does help with clarity uh, on the mash end, but it will also be very present in your final product. I've heard like a lot of people like couldn't like be like, oh, I can get like um, DMS and stuff from like, corn or just pilsner malt and usually combat that with like a longer boil um
0: it's like a 90 minute boil would you recommend over yeah. a 60. yeah
2: so okay. uh, we do a 90 minute boil of almost all our beers but mm. uh, specifically it started out with lager mm-hmm. um, just to make sure there wasn't any actual
0: unwanted flavors in there cooling the work quickly i think helps with the dms too right yeah another tip yeah
2: Yeah. So if you have a way of quickly, like cooling down your wort, uh, fast and then in the fermentation end, keeping that, uh, wort cool, whether that be a, a, uh, jacketed fermenter for more beer or a, like ice packs with a towel wrapped around it, you know, like.
0: Yeah, for a lager. T- yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first started homebrewing, I'm like, oh, you know, I loved lagers at the time. I'm like, I'm going to make lager." And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't have the facilities, the temperature control <laughs> yeah. to do this. So uh, yeah, started with ales, obviously. Um, so let's talk about the fermentation. Uh, so what's your ideal uh, temp for a lager? Starting temp, like pitching temp, starting temp, holding, ramps. Let's talk about the fermentation side of that.
2: Yeah, um, I like to start, uh, cooler on, uh, with the lager yeast. Um, so what is that like 50, 52, uh, 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 50, degrees. 50 yeah. degrees? Fahrenheit. So yeah, we start at 50, uh, after about day two, we'll start ramping it up. Um, I bring it up a degree a day, mm. uh, up to 55, let it finish out there. Never really gotten any like diacetyl or anything off of that, but it's, do you do
0: a de-rest, or like let it just get up to 60 or whatever it can, depending on ambient? or
2: No, I, I stop it at 55 and hold it there.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so that is its de-rest, if okay. anything. And um, then from there, you'll drop it back down yeah. for conditioning? and
2: Yeah, so I'll drop it down to 40 to pull the yeast off. Um, if we're doing something like a cold IPA or IPL, uh, that will also be its dry hop edition. Um, and then... Uh, uh cra- cold crash down to 32 uh, for conditioning.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what what yeast strain do you guys uh, recommend for this? I know we offer tons of lager strains, so there's tons of options, but what is your ideal um, yeast for this?
2: Um, well, our house strain, German lager, uh, White Labs, 830. Oh, okay. White Labs? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never found a flaw with it. Yeah. Um, but... I've heard of like people using like Ondex East and well, um, American lager like could go really well. Um, it's, it's, I, it's really all about the temperature control.
0: Yeah, we talked about it earlier of like, there's really nothing to hide behind on a beer like this, like, right? When I go to a breweries, I always try like a, a lager, a blonde, mm-hmm. I'm like, let me see. Cause you know, like hoppy beers, you know, eat, but there, there's really so like you, your process and your temperature control is super important Let's talk about the hops now. So um, Noble Hops, right? Or w- what are the hops in here? Talk to me about the hops and how you're adding them. Um, it's in the recipe kit, so they've got it all, but let's yeah. hear from the, the man himself.
2: Uh, so we start out with a uh, just a light bittering charge of uh, Magnum hops, uh, just to kind of give it a little bite. Um, and then end with uh, one of my favorites for like lager saws. Saws,
0: yes, love so saws. Czech yeah.
2: saws, like I just love that. Saws bite in like a good Pilsner, so um, but it also works as just like a very neutral, light alpha edition for like a American
0: lager. What is the, the bitterness on this? Uh, how many IBUs? I want to say 12, yeah, something low, like that. It's longer. very low, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any, any whirlpool or aroma edition, or it's a saws is all the aroma.
2: Uh, Yeah, sauce is all late kettle. Um, Do a 15-minute addition with that. Okay. Um, Bring in a little bit of, like, that flavor and aroma, um, but keep it nice and subtle. Um, Like I was saying, anything in a neutral base such as this, it'll shine through, so I don't want to overpower it. And what do you target? What's the finishing gravity on this? It's nice and dry, so. So finishing gravity usually is about... Uh, two play-doh. Um, we get down to as far as like 1.7 to even drying out at 1.5. Um, but uh, we find it finishing normally
0: around two. Okay. So a big healthy pitch, right, to get that attenuation. Um, keys to, to logger, right, is like uh four times the the yeast you'd normally pitch for like an ale right is that yeah kind of what you're you're seeing there or doing
2: yeah i've um the lager yeast loves to be over pitched yeah um anything to help with combat the cold as well as just like um get a speedy fermentation out of it when we usually like buy a fresh pitch or something that's when it starts taking forever because uh, yeah. you have to build up and like grow tolerance to everything and
0: <laughs> On a fresh pitch, would this be the the, the first uh, batch you would do, or is there even something maybe lower gravity that you're? This is pretty low gravity, so yeah, this is kind of first yeah, gen. Yep, this okay.
2: easy four and a half percent, yeah. so just um, yeah. always, usually my go-to starter with it. Awesome.
0: All right, so now let's talk a little bit about the state of the beer industry. Uh, you know, recently we got a bunch of brewers together. We you know we started talking some of. Some of the people, you know, ready to drink, seltzers, you know, slushies, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, hazy IPAs, milkshake IPAs, uh, all kind of came up in that conversation. So I I, want to, you know, as we go to breweries this year, I want to talk about the state of the beer industry and what you guys are seeing. I see you guys made your first seltzer recently. Um, So like, how's that selling? Uh, Just talk to me a little bit about the state of the beer industry.
1: Well, we did so we came out with the seltzer during covid during the shutdown okay um, and it was super popular like that was kind of the time when seltzers were really peaking um and we made i think we made a small batch of it and it sold out immediately that's when we were just selling so people prowlers are loving the
0: seltzer yeah people yeah.
1: Are loving the seltzer um and so we kind of we kept it going um well we actually just recently brought it back a few months ago i think um so we started with watermelon now we have strawberry but people like an option that's not a beer, that's gluten-free. gluten free. Gluten free, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a lot of people that come in the taproom and say, I don't drink beer. Do you have wine? Do you have cider? Mm. Um, so we offer the, um, the it's called uh, Cabana Boy hard mm. seltzer. So we offer that. We also offer a, um, a non alcoholic um, kombucha. Kombucha. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that we don't brew here, but it, it is another option for people that like. Maybe like a cider or something like that. So, um, but yeah, seltzers still popular. People are still drinking it. So,
0: so you're seeing a lot of sales and, and people asking for that when they're in the tap room yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, so you're, I know as as brewer, we you know we hang out outside of like doing this and you know with other brewers and we we chat about this kind of stuff and I've always been of the the mind of like. I want to learn about this new stuff even though, you know, it might not be, you know, so it's like, cool, let's get into it and I want to learn how to make a good version of it but what's your take on, on, you know, you obviously made a seltzer so you're kind of into it, like, what do you, what's your feeling on that, like, and, and beer and, you know, state of the beer industry?
2: It was never, I guess being just like a beer brewer was never ideal to make, like, something other than beer, but I do find like the appreciation of just like still getting to create and the figuring out the process of it. Um, that's been like the trickiest part. Um, cause you would think it would just be as simple as sugar, water, alcohol, got sparkling water. Mm. Uh, but no, it's, it's like a lot to do with like, okay, is the flavor right? Like what the, um, is there enough nutrients for the yeast? Is there, uh, is the clarity good? You know, like. I think that's where a
0: lot of you know. I'll I'll try a seltzer. I'm not into it, but I'll try them at places, and you'll you'll start to get um, like sulfur and these you, clear fermentation things. So like uh, the the there's no mash, there's no grains, right? So there is no uh, nutrients. There's no, it's just you right. Know, cane sugar essentially so like it's it really i think people making seltzers you can learn a lot from mead making it's very similar to mead making where yeah. these nutrient schedule is like super important yeah uh, do you agree oh yeah definitely because
2: yeah. um like with mead as being like a honey wine uh, seltzer is pretty much a sugar wine mm-hmm. like there's there's no backbone to it to support like the yeast um so you have to add everything to it Kind of like working with like ro water mm.
0: oh yeah you got to build up yeah the the tds to you know because you can't just do straight ro for yeah yeah totally. exactly
2: uh we even do beer slushies too so mm. that's like a big yeah. new trend
0: <laughs> and how do those do well for you, you guys yeah i mean during
1: the summer they're just nonstop. Sure. it's a little um, hotter still here. people in the middle of winter break yeah. Them, but yeah um, but yeah it's been a great option i was kind of i wasn't sure when we first got it um you know, because it was kind of a new thing and um, not a lot of breweries had it, but I mean, it's just, it's been great. I mean, people love that option because it's, we usually use lager as like our base. Mm. So generally it's just the beer. We add a little bit of um, either simple syrup or like a, a, a um, like a, just a flavored syrup. Like, yeah. Like snow cone flavoring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much all it is. And it, it comes out as a slushy and People love it because it actually does not taste like beer. So yeah. that's another option for people that are, you know, not big beer drinkers.
2: Yeah, my favorite is the kettle sour in them. Yeah. The yeah. It's that little tart bite. Yeah. I was going to say, really I've, I've,
0: I've, uh, I've had a slushy before um, and it was a kettle sour and it was pretty darn enjoyable. I might have felt, uh, you know, <laughs> afterwards like I'm uh, as a beer purist. But uh, you're drinking
1: a beer. Yeah. It's beer in yeah. a slushie. Still has alcohol. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There was, there none wrong with it. I enjoyed it you know. yeah. and everybody, we all had one in the group that I was with and I was like, yeah, pretty good. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. That's definitely a new trend that I don't think is going anywhere because people do like that option, especially when it's really hot out and you know, Concord, it gets very hot. So
0: yeah, it's yeah, definitely a good hundreds option. Out here. So speaking of trends, that's a great segue. <clears throat> so what do you guys think is, so we talked about slushies. We talked, you mentioned cold IPAs earlier, right? That was like a big trend. What is, and and you're probably gonna answer, if I knew it, I would do it, but what do you think (laughs) is the next big trend in beer or or next beer style?
2: Finishing off the haze craze and going towards more like traditional clear beer, like uh, lighter lagers or even just like cold IPAs. um, Yes, they are are kind of of
0: that more lighter, drier, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So probably coming off of that, like, I don't think we'll ever bring back the brewed IPA, but I feel like it's kind of heading that
0: direction right now. Dryer, yeah. Um, Shout out to Kim, uh, who, who invented the brewed IPA, um, which, yeah, I love that style. And I think it kind of drove us towards that drier, lighter, you know, uh, where we're going. And, and so like loggers, I, I definitely see, we, we hear people talk. I feel like we talk about it, like every year, like the loggers are gonna revolutionize. And I think as like brewers, we, that tends to be our favorite beer to drink, right? It's like you're shifty. It's yeah, usually a lager, right? Exactly. So hopefully that is the trend. Um, what do you think, Eric? What do you...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do like the cold IPA option. We have one that we brewed with uh, Morgan Territory. That's, just, that's, my, that's my go-to now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know about what's coming next. I don't know if anybody does, but I think the cold IPA is something that came out sort of recently, and I think that that one's going to continue. So... Um, but yeah, as to what's coming up next, we shall see.
2: Yeah, as I would say about a year ago this time, we we're doing what hazies and milkshakes and all yeah. the fruity beers, Yeah. trying to get more sours out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're, it's like, as of this year of beer week, we're like, oh, let's do West Coast
0: Pale, cold IPA. Like, yeah. It's that's just the trend. <laughs> I think that is kind of the shift right now for sure, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes and see what the next style is. When you guys figure it out, let me know.
1: (laughs) Definitely. We'll let you know.
0: (laughs) All right, Aaron, Sean, thank you guys for having me here. It's been amazing. This beer is delicious. Uh, Let's go have some more beers at the bar.